Hi, and welcome to Get This Shit. I'm Cassie, and this is my lovely co-host, Kaylee. Hello. How are you? I'm good, babe. How are you? Good. Good. Welcome back, everyone. Absolutely. Welcome. All of our tens of listeners. We love you. Tens of listeners. Uh, we may sound a little bit different. We yeah. have a couple new mics and new equipment. Yeah. Uh, I can see your face. I know. It's so strange. Like, we're in the same room, but like staring at you is. Yeah. I'm upright again. You are upright again. In a different chair. We're, we're trying different chairs and that how um how many pillows do you actually have in your general vicinity at this moment yes there are three pillows around me uh, four four i'm a liar four pillows around <laughs> me in chairs <laughs> like the princess and the pea uh samuel has called me that since uh, well and then we've we been together we had mick on like oh, yeah. how this tiny little cat was on four pillows at the same time. Yeah. I will never know. He's so a he takes friend. after he takes after mom. Yes. <laughs> he sure does. Oh, Rocky likes to bury under stuff. Uh that's and very sits on top of it. I know it's so strange for a cat. That is very strange cuz we try to do that with Loki like when he gets in bed with us Yeah. we'll just like throw a blanket over him. Mm-hmm. And he's he's like, like ah. he, he'll no, he'll do it for a second. Oh really? Good. Just a second and then he takes off. He's like okay. <laughs> of course, the cat has like ninety pounds of hair on him, so yes. I wouldn't really want to be covered up either. No kidding, I wouldn't be okay. Uh, yeah, no. Rocky will uh, dig with his nose like a dog, like Lucy does. Yes, yes. To for me to lift the blanket up for him, and he gets under, and then I snuggle him like you do a teddy bear. Yes. Well, right now he's sleeping <laughs> on top of me. He just, like, sleeps in between my boobs. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yep. Or he sleeps off to my left side. Um, uh, I was able to sleep on my side for the first what? time. What? What? Yes, last week. Very impressive. Thank you. So I've slept on my side a couple of times, and my God, it feels so you good. You missed it. I have. I'm a yeah. side sleeper. Oh, see, I'm a back sleeper naturally anyways. Mm, mm, mm. I sleep my like mouth s- hangs open, and oh. then uh, my throat's all dry when I wake up in you're the morning. Just, you're not dainty enough. You're I supposed am not to keep dainty your mouth closed. <laughs> yeah, I'm not dainty enough. <laughs> <laughs> means. Back to our different quality of sound. Yes, um, we have um, a shout-out. Yes, thank you so much to Howlett. He is one of our friends, and he also has a podcast mm-hmm. that we've talked about before. Yes. Yeah, we've plug that. It is BS Reactor. Make sure you guys go and take a look. They're on iTunes. Take a listen. Take a listen. They're on everything. Thank you so much. He donated some equipment to uh, our humble operation. Yeah, man. We are professional yeah. right now. Yes. Like getting better and better every day. So that's what's up, man. Yeah. So we have little, uh, I call them Mike Condoms, the little fuzzy pieces <laughs> that go on top. And yours yes. is appropriately pink. Yes. It's, it's a hot pink. pink. Like, that is. It's baller, dude. It's aggressive. Yeah. You have an orangey one. Is it orange yes. or red? No, it's orange. Okay. I'm pretty sure that I have a black one if we want to switch it out at some point. I mean, for pictures. I mean. Mine will have the black one. I know. (laughs) Bright colors are not for me. Hey, uh, wanted 
to give you an absolute shout out because you have been kicking butt this last week on all of our (laughs) all of the computery shit man (laughs) all of a sudden she texts me and she's like hey look i made a website and i'm like i've been trying to do that for months what the fuck I have time on my hands. It has been your full-time job, and you have been taking it very seriously. She is an unpaid intern. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm proud of our creation. I am very proud of your creation. Uh, Like, you have got a little Facebook page, a little website. Just a little bit of everything thrown out there. Yeah. And uh, I greatly appreciate it. No problem. I'm just the... uh, the sidekick at this point, Girl, I feel. Uh, I'm, no, ju- I'm just, I'm you are just, much needed. I'm just the face <laughs> of a podcast. Beauty <laughs> face of this podcast, serving face, okay. Ailey. Uh, that I'll take that for the team. <laughs> yes, so don't I worry. love it. Yeah, well, well, I'm gonna put that in you know. your bio. Yes, that's exactly serving face for the podcast. Yes. <laughs> I've been watching a lot My of RuPaul. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> yes. What else have you been watching? Oh, God. Um, let me. You always like watch your RuPaul. I always. Yes, I will watch. <coughs> I. Uh, all right. So because I am neurodivergent, because uh, I got that ADHDs, I got the shit. Well, no, that's diabetes. That's diabetes, ADHD. I, I, think that's, I think that's just the crazy. Yeah, I just got the itch, like the internal itch. Yes. I got ants in my pants still. forever. Yep. <laughs> we started a new anime on Netflix, so I know that you don't really care. No, but I'm sure somebody out there does. Yeah, it's actually really cute. It's called The Promised Neverland. Okay. And I don't. Sounds like a porn. It is not. It's about children. Okay. <laughs> Everyone is under the age of 12. Ew. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, there are That's like also adults, my reaction to, like, uh, real children real under ones. 12. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Same. Uh, but, no, it's about kids that, like, grow up in an orphanage, but under very suspicious circumstances. Okay. It's really good. If you like anime, I highly suggest that. What else? What else have I been watching? I haven't really watched a lot. Oh, I am caught up finally on last podcast. Are you <laughs> finally? Yes. Like, for someone who is a fucking freak, and I know that we fangirl about it, and it's not um, that serious. It's just good, and it we listen yes, to it. And it's very, it's, it's like, our, it's been our thing for a few yes. years now. Yeah. So we brought yeah. so many people joy oh. for yes. them learning about this podcast. Yes, because we and tell everyone about it. It gives me little fucked up things to talk about at work too. Yes, absolutely. Uh, start talking about like the moon. I'm like, yeah. Did you know the moon's also flat? Like shit, like that. Like it's gonna come out, man. So of course they started talking about like the black plague. So somehow I've slipped that in. Yes. That it was. I'm like, did you know it was children? And of course, I tell everyone it's Flavor Aid. Yes. So I'm like that person at work now. It's wonderful. Oh my god, I laughed so hard when uh, they started talking about gerbils. Oh my god, I was dying. All I thought about was you <laughs> saying gerbils, <laughs> like upset. Yes. <laughs> gerbils. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Giving them bad names. Oh, I do have. 
trivia, I guess, if you want to call it. Movie-related trivia. Yes. Okay. So this, I'm going to start at the beginning. This week, <laughs> oh, Sam's strike only lasted a week. Yay. He had a little staycation. And Wonderful. He stayed home. I finally got out of the house. Yay. Took me to my favorite nursery right around the corner to look at flowers and herbs. Oh, that kind of nursery. Okay. Yes. They're no, just, no, they're no. just walking up to a freaking preschool. Hi, babies. Hi, babies. Oh, my God. It, mm, great. No. You will never catch me there. No, that is not something <laughs> you would do. I don't go uh, shopping to for flowers, humans. you would definitely do that. Hi, babies. I ta- I I'm sure you yeah. do. I sure do. You are so your mother's child. I am. I am. When I talk to animals and plants, mm-hmm. I look like her and sound like her. Yes. So uh, we went to Lowe's as well, and I walked around. That's the a big store to walk around. I didn't go inside the store. We looked in the oh. outdoor part. Oh, okay. But it's still pretty fucking big. I mean, that's kind of one of their big so things is plants. Yeah, is the outdoor doodles. I was up for about 20 to 30 minutes. Oh, I had <laughs> breakfast after PT. Nice. At Bob Evans. <laughs> Along with all the other old people who yes. have back problems and have needed to use grab bars for their toilet. Perfect. Yeah, man, that's why right I in. felt pretty safe going there. I was yeah. like, it'll be easy to get in and out of. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know that they probably have easy things to grab onto. Mm-hmm. Booths or chairs uh, that you can get in and out of. Yeah, they, they know how to take care of them old people. <laughs> I uh, remember looking at Sam and I was like, I really wish that they put some cushions on their seat. And he uh, just kind of went, oh. Mm. <laughs> and I looked over at, you know, the place across us. And I was like, oh, fuck, I need a cushion. <laughs> I'm just a little fantasy of you. Like, yeah. Just, just <laughs> you poor thing. I haven't sat on anything less than super comfortable for a while. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so it was, just, it was just less than super comfortable. That's yeah, understandable. But I had my blueberry pancakes and then left. Yeah. So my dad and I hung out, and he took me to PT this past week. Then we went out to lunch, and we went to Lowe's and bought him and my mom some flowers. Aw, perfect. And I have to walk for 20 to 30 minutes a day. Okay, Yeah. good. I got to get back in standing shape, (coughs) and then I have to get back into salon shape. Oof. Mm -hmm. All right. And I will say... (laughs) I am tired as fuck after. I'm sure you are. <laughs> a 30 minute bit. Like, I'm down. Like, I'm asleep by nine. Oh, it exhausted. wipes her out. Yes. It's like a little puppy. You take it to the little dog park, let her run around for Dude. an hour, and it sleeps for seven. Yes. Yes. That's exactly it. That's adorable. That's exactly it. So, PT, I'm talking to my uh, therapist. His name is Nate. Okay. I've mentioned him a few times, and <laughs> number one, every time he mentions how much I sweat, and he's like, oh, man, you're really sweaty today. I'm really sorry. It's pretty humid in here. And I'm like, you can totally surf the other way, number one. <laughs> yeah. First of all, start out. I'm sorry it's really humid in here and causing you to be sweaty Yeah, you're and a sweaty little pancake. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Bro. (laughs) It makes me laugh. And I went, man, he said, it's mostly anxiety. (laughs) He goes, anxiety here? He said, everywhere. 
everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally been in my house since a very, very long time ago. Yes, I'm like, anxious about anything and everything. <laughs> I mean, I just am. And plus, it's not like you're in this very safe, like, it's a safe environment, but there are still weights around yeah. and there's I'm mats on the floor. You're, it's a workout space. Yes. I'm anxious just going to the gym, like, and right. I don't have back problems. Like, if you're worried yes. about falling or something, do you yeah. really want to walk and I'm your ass balancing? Yes. Like, I'm balancing as we're talking on it's not a, the Bosu vault, it's a different version of it. Mm-hmm. It's round instead of. A ball. It's a more steady, springy surface. Okay. So I'm standing on this thing. I'm just like, no, man. Like, I'm, it's just me. Like, it's a very normal thing. Sweaty little hot dog all the time. But I told him that I had a podcast. And he was like, no way. No, you don't. I was like, yeah, I sure do. So he keeps giving me little factoids. And he'll go, you can use that on your podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> That is so fucking funny. My <laughs> boss does the exact same thing. Oh, my God. I love he it. He literally will just will just be bored out of our minds. And he's like, hey, I have this random fact for you. Oh, my God. That's Let so me funny. know when you use it in the episode. So now I, like, have this pressure of actually working his ideas into some sort of, like, script. Oh, my God. I love script. it. But I'm like. You, you also got to understand, bro, you got to give me a little bit more yeah. to make this longer. Like, I can't just go off of a factory. Yeah. I got to put a whole story around it. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I just wanted to share some factoids. Okay. I'm so excited. <laughs> so what do we got, Nate? Uh, we were talking about TV. We talk about TV and movies quite a bit. Mm-hmm. We got onto the subject of My Little Pony. And of I course. said, it's fucking great. I said, if, you know, you have a, a little kid, it's absolutely wonderful to watch because they have plenty of adult humor. Mm-hmm. It was recommended to me by uh, some friends that are older than me, and they loved it. So I was like, it's a thing. I told him that there was a pony called Derpy Pony. <laughs> and her name is Derpy. <laughs> She has a cross eye. She was drawn incorrectly, but made it into one of the episodes, and everyone loved her. Perfect. <laughs> so now she's a permanent fixture. Wonderful. <laughs> Look, it, it's it's just all inclusive. It, all inclusive. Yep. So I am balancing, once again, talking to him about this, and he uh, Googles it, and he's like, no way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Didn't believe you. Didn't believe me. He goes, did you know that the word derp? was invented by Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the creators of South Park and Team America World Police. Oh, good to know. Yeah, that's the first time it, like, it showed is. up and was documented. Wow. Well, yeah. I guess that was a long time ago. It, it really was a long uh. time ago. <laughs> yes. Tell your therapist I, th- I said thank you for uh, reminding us how old we are. Dude, we feel old all the time together because he's a couple years older than me. Gotcha. Perfect. Do you remember the Matt Damon character from Team America World Police that just said his name? Yes. He's like, Matt Damon. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and I think I only know that. I'm sure I just watched it with you. Yes. Kay. I'm sure that you did. <laughs> it 
it was by a complete accident. The Matt Damon puppet came out of the oven, and it was slightly melted, and its appearance was altered, making him look a little derpy. Weird. Okay. <laughs> yes. That's hysterical. Yes. So, in they didn't have time to make the puppet, so they had to alter the character. So instead of being like you know charming and articulate, it, they made it like literally a Hollywood puppet with clay for brains. Like, oh just my god, Damon! I only know how to say my name. That's yes. what I was created for. That's hysterical. <laughs> Yes. I love things that are just oopsies and then end up being wonderful. Yeah, isn't that crazy? And yeah. <laughs> so uh, get this shit. Derp edition. Derp edition. <laughs> uh, speaking speaking PT. of derp, what's up with you? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. Really appreciate that. She's uh going to lose her mind because she thought that was super funny. <laughs> See what I have to put up with? See what I have to put up with over here? Abuse! It's fine. What have I been doing? Honestly, I have been working 10 days straight just so I can have a weekend off. <gasps> which, we get two days off in a row anyways, so I'm not really sure why I cared that I got a weekend off. But we're doing like rotating weekends. But you have to work 10 days in a row before you can get the fucking weekend off. So I'm like, is it really worth it? Yeah, I don't know. Is it worth it? Is it really worth mm-hmm. working? Yeah. No. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, other what did you do that. on your weekend off? Oh, so, well, I came over here to you, obviously. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so Sunday, Tanner and I picked up his little brother, and we went to the Anderson Casino. Yeah. Um. Played a little, a few games. Um, I, uh, I thought about doing live tables because this is the first time we've been since live tables being like a thing. Uh, I thought about doing it, but I was like, I, I'm gonna end up paired with somebody who takes this way too fucking seriously. You know, yeah, like at that. the table, they're mm-hmm. gonna be taken way too seriously, and I'm gonna open my mouth, and then it's just not gonna be fun for anyone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'm gonna do my little slots and. Yeah, I just enjoy your slots. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> Let's see. I lost $100. Tanner came out $10 ahead. So I was like, let's call it. Yes. Let's just call it a day. Did you make him purchase anything with his winnings? I did. So, because, I mean, it's a decent drive up there. I'm actually very glad the casino is not close to us because then yeah. it would be too easy to go up there. For sure. So it's like, an hour north of us Uh um so i was like all right tanner you've won you're buying us ice cream so we stopped at handles uh in noblesville yeah wonderful absolutely wonderful let's see we uh, yeah that was really all we did we made he made dinner a couple times because i was like what what fuck do we oh uh, yeah, let's no, not, let's you know, not no, I totally out. feel that. Um, <laughs> uh, and then uh, we, uh, let's see, we finished Witcher. Yay! And it's that first season, and then I think, like, the second season comes out this year. Yeah, I think and it's I know, I know, it was, I know you talked about it before, and I'd watch previews, and then somebody told Tanner to watch it. So I was like, all right, I give up. We have nothing else. Yeah, might as on. well. Might as well. It's good. Yeah, you'll uh, like it. 
Tanner is very good at saying butcha like that, like super deep. That's hilarious. And it's wonderful. <laughs> so we finished that up, and now I'm like angry about how it ended. Oh, how the season yeah, I ended. feel you. Because I'm just like you're there. It's constant cliffhangers. It is spoiler alert. It's possible. Yes, very possible. No, actually, a hundred percent. Like they find each other at the end, and then it's just like cut. That's it. Yeah. Everybody wrap it. We're gonna wait another year, so forever, forever, yeah. until we have a new season. <sighs> Fucking COVID, man. I feel like I need to rewatch it. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. The more you watch it or rewatch it, rather. The more that you see, you understand things make sense the second time around. Yes, it's very, it's a very confusing show until the very end. If you don't know that it exists in different uh, areas of time, it jumps in between different timelines. Easy to figure out. Either no, they they play they. you we know were they do told it on purpose. by our friend Ben. Oh, we weren't even told that. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. Oh shit, it bitch! Was you should have said something. Yeah, man. Until you fucking get it. Yeah, you're like, I mean, it's I a mean, cool I'm, show, but it doesn't make any sense. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I'm entertained, but I'm confused. Like, I knew what was going on, and I was still like, Samuel, help! <laughs> <laughs> they need. Where <laughs> it took like three episodes for me to be like, Damn, oh my god, there's multiple timelines. Like yes. it literally like clicked, and uh, then I, fi- and I was good, like, good, oh, good. Wait, I get it now. But yeah, I do feel like I need to rewatch it. Yeah, rewatch it. It's a lot. It's better the second time around. Okay. Because you're not mentally struggling as much <laughs> with, like, what's going on? I mean, we're usually pretty elevated, so I don't know how mentally we're struggling. Sure. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. Uh, Sam and I were just talking about, like, the different ways that we watch TV. Mm-hmm. Like, my brain just shuts down. And I don't try to, like, figure out anything. So you if we're watching like a horror movie or a suspenseful movie, mm-hmm. you I'm are just along for the ride. Yes, ma'am. Yes, I yes, totally understand ma'am. that. Ma'am, I think I'm the same way. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to figure it out. New girl um, Samuel's like fucking uh, Sherlock Holmes over here. It, yeah, but and then he's usually doing that five minutes into the fucking movie. Yes, <laughs> I want to actually enjoy it more. Now I talk during movies. I'm very known yeah, for yeah, doing that. Do. Unfortunately. Yeah, I think it's a habit you picked up from me, though. Probably. Because I talk through everything. Yeah, well, that's why we have a podcast. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Another reason to talk. Another reason to talk. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'll. Oh, my God, that should be one of our taglines. Another reason to talk. Yes. (laughs) Write that down. Write that down. Sammy, write that down. (laughs) So, uh, let's see. Oh. I also got Disney Plus just so I could watch Loki. And nobody told me that it's like an episode a week. Like they're actually releasing one episode at a time. Yeah. Which there better be more than like one episode. Like, I mean, if they've made me wait this long for this fucking show. (laughs) And they're already doing it once a week. Yeah. You better give me a bunch of episodes. So there's only been one episode. It's 
very wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoy it. Very I haven't much. watched it. Y- you know, like I'm not that much. Like I'm not deep into Marvel. Sure. Shit. It's lore. Yes. Yeah. I enjoy the movies. Yes. I uh, enjoy all of the wonderful people who play the characters. The hunkiness of it all. There's so much hunkiness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But Loki's always been my favorite. Tom yeah. Hiddleston is like. I uh, yeah he I want to uh, he's your uh, sky daddy <laughs> yes he's a hundred percent my sky like he yeah I will worship that guy head to toe <laughs> oh hey I'm Hiddleston <laughs> <laughs> yes and then of course he's shirtless like two minutes into the first episode oh so well can you, you really go. go wrong with any of it British hunkiness oh, shut up. <laughs> why we'd make a cute couple right (laughs) (laughs) oh my god our babies would just be like i translucent absolutely like you would literally see the blood they would be like some of those weird cave fish because they don't yes (laughs) yes like the ones you see really really deep in the ocean yeah that would be them yes (laughs) that's hilarious uh is that the only thing that you've watched on disney plus so yes, far? it is. So um, I mean, I've peeked at a lot of the old classics. Oh, yeah. And I was hoping to have maybe, I don't know, like a rainy day or something oh, yeah. and do like a, a Disney classic movie. Because I found. That would be fabulous. What was the one that I got really stupidly excited? Oh, they have Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. I, I was wondering if you found that. I sure did. It was like, oh, you've only watched one thing on here. Let me suggest Nightmare Before Christmas. Right? That's so intuitive. I already know you. That's hilarious. Good, because I was going to tell you that it was on there. Okay, good. Also, you need to watch. Okay, I'm making notes. Dr. K's Exotic Animal ER. Uh, it's a chick or a dude? It's a chick. Okay. It is so good. She sees the craziest animals mm-hmm. in her practice. And uh, she has a couple of vet interns that are super cute. Okay. Uh, one of them is Dr. T, and she Jeez. now has her own spinoff show, Dr. Aww. T, Lone Star Vet. That's adorable. They are both adorable. Good. And, uh, like, <sighs> it is a real live animal hospital. Mm-hmm. So uh, there are ups and there are downs. Right. So there will be it's some well balanced. Yes. Warning feels ahead. Warning feels ahead. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> but it is a great show. You need to watch them. Okay. Because so many cute animals. Maybe I'll get mom set up with. Oh yes. Give she her will our love Disney. Disney she would love. Her favorite is Pitbulls and Parolees. Girl! My 60-something-year-old mother is all down for Pitbulls and Parolees, and it makes it super happy. She even texted me one time, and she was like, um, the show says they're moving or something. And she was like, do you know where they're moving to? And I was like, Mom, I don't think you can Google. I promise. Just type it in. I was like, your phone. you type to me? Type into Google. Exactly. You could even (laughs) word it the same. Girl, just Google it. I and know. Screenshot it, then send it to her. I Look know. What I did. 
click on sources. this. <laughs> click on this. Yeah, these you are my sources. You gotta teach them, or they'll never learn. Charlie. I know. You gotta teach them. Hold them accountable. <laughs> Pain in the ass. Are you ready to get this shit, girl? I'm ready to get this shit. Give it to me. This shit I have for you today is a cryptid. Yeah. I promised you one a couple of episodes ago, so yes! I was I was feeling it. Um, okay. I am going to take you up into the cold waters of the Arctic and talk oh, to you about an Inuit legend called, and there's a couple ways to pronounce it, Kalupalik. Kalupalik. Okay. I've, I know what you're talking about, okay. but I don't know anything about it. Good. There's not much to know about it, to be honest, but, um, I got really excited. It oh my is. God. I've heard it mentioned like once or twice. Yes, I'll kind of talk about one of the places, like, I've seen it on, but even thinking about our, like, the boys, like, I don't think even they've covered anything like this. So, what is a Calupalic, you ask? They are a version of mermaids. What? What? In the fucking cold water? In the icy cold waters of, like, northern Alaska. Ooh, yeah okay it's a mermaid so they are they're different and i'll explain to you how they're different they are not like the little mermaids here oh okay so my sources are astonishinglegends.com and puzzleboxhorror.com Ooh, i know i need to look more into that so a little about their appearance and their look and all this fun stuff the calupalic are wrath-like in appearance their long black hair is perpetually plastered to their shallow, slimy, scaly skin. Their ghastly face is paired with dark and hollow eyes. These creatures are often depicted having fins that jut out of their heads, backs, arms, and their hands and feet are webbed with very long, sharp claws. What? Yes. Um, and they also... You think of a traditional mermaid, their legs are, like, bound? Yes. Okay. With a well, tail. Yes. So this is a little bit different. Okay. They actually do have legs. <sighs> like, separated legs. Are they, like, frog legs? No. No. <laughs> they're, they are webbed. Okay. Their hands and feet are webbed. So that's what kind of gets them to swim. And then they have this really long tail. And the long tail helps kind of steer them through the water. Yes. Super creepy. Okay. So they're rumored to smell like sulfur. Oh. And the creature, they refer to it as he or she. So both are kind of okay. talked about that way. So this is thought of more as a water spirit for oh, some. Okay. Um, sort of similar to the Japanese kappa, mm -hmm, which is mm -hmm. a water demon who steals children and consumes them. So... I had to look up a little bit of the capo and the sing or the kappa and the sings nuts. So to kind of compare the two, so, this one's really fun actually. So you get two cryptids in one for this. Fuck yeah. So from the Wikipedia, the kappa <laughs> they are typically depicted as green human-like beings with webbed hands and feet and a turtle-like uh, carapace on their back. Um. They have a depression in their head called a dish that retains water. If this is damaged or the liquid is lost, the kappa is severely weakened. 
So it's oh like all of their gosh. power is in the top of their head, mm-hmm. and it's just <laughs> apparently keep it keep it wet constantly. A, a wet noodle. Wet noodle is always a good noodle. Sure, but you may actually not want to have the kappa, you know, around. <laughs> oh, you're gonna love this. The kappa are known to favor cucumbers. Okay. Um, and they love to engage in sumo wrestling. Oh, uh, of course they do. Of course, they are often accused of assaulting humans in the water, <laughs> and removing a mythical organ called shirokadama uh, from their victims' anuses. Oh. Mhm. Yeah, this one's really fun. The kappa appear to be roughly humanoid, about the size of a child. They inhabit the ponds mm. and rivers of Japan. They're clumsy on land. Their home is in the water, and they thrive during the warm months, whereas our little mermaids up north like the cold. Inhuman traits include three anuses that oh. allow them to pass three times as much gas as humans. Oh, all right. This is from Wikipedia. This uh, this little monster just farts all the time. Mm-hmm. I wonder, I wonder why. But okay, anyway. Yeah, I'm not sure why that needs to be pointed out that they have three assholes. But uh, yeah, I wonder the significance of it <laughs> more than yes, anything. Yes, me too. Like, why gassy? Why is that? Is that terrifying for children? I love it. <laughs> right? Just give them too much milk. <laughs> uh, the kappa are usually seen as mischievous troublemakers makers or trickster figures their actions range from the minor infractions such as looking up a woman's kimono if they venture near the water to outright malevolence such as drowning people animals kidnapping children raping women and at times eating human flesh oh all right kappas yeah they they start out like oh it's not quite and yeah then we're really cute then yeah not so much great sound effects thank you thank you that's impressive i know okay so back to our inuit kalupalic creature which one of the creepiest things so i explained to you kind of how they look yes. they carry this amunic it is uh worn by inuit women to secure their babies oh okay yeah one of those little uh-huh. i uh-huh. couldn't tell you what they're actually a papoose that's is that what, what that's I've called? heard it called? <laughs> I don't know if that is correct. It's just like a sling for your baby. Yes, a sling. It's a sling. Yeah. Um. So Over the, shoulder, the baby uh, yeah, the mermaid icy creatures wear those so they can snatch small children oh, and carry shit. them off. Yeah. Why are there small children in or near the water? Well, that, that I cold. mean, if it's yeah, but that's just kind of how they live. Sure. Sure, 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 sure. They're they're very used to it. Even the kids grow oh, yeah. up like and then boats and boats as well. But like, I think they come up sure. to the shores yeah, and they'll they be like, <laughs> delicious. Yeah. Inuit parents warn their children about the dreadful creatures. One of the warning signs that they are near the shore is if you were hear a humming noise. Ooh. The humming is meant to entice curious children to come closer to the edge of the shore so they can steal them away. However, the threat does not vanish if you are away from the shore. Sometimes they will knock under the ice, drawing a child to a weak part or a hole in the ice to steal them away. What? 
Yep. Yeah, so if you're ever like ice fishing or something and you hear a knocking, oh shit! Yeah, don't and you know ba- basically live being on the ice like walking on the ice is not a strange thing when it's so cold. Sure. So yeah, the little creatures would come up and just knock knock. Oh my god, I definitely as a child would have been taken by this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, except you would not have been in the cold. To think of myself as part polar bear. Yeah, but if it's like too cold, you're just grumpy. I think I'm just grumpy all season. Me too. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you're correct. I like to be. Uh, there is a perfect uh, ambient temperature for me. Yes, for sure. and it's usually like a range right of right about like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're 70, right. I don't like to be too 75, cold. Seventy-five, maybe. I would rather be cold than hot, but. I don't know. I think I'd rather be hot. Gross. Yeah. I've nah. S- I, I, I can only freeze. take off so much clothing. I until freeze, man. You do. You I already I have, have a weird circulatory system. It's true. Maybe I'm part polypelic. Maybe. I'm going to see it. <laughs> so, what do the polypelic want with children? Some say they eat them, but other legends say they take them away to a cave and put them under a sleeping spell. Oh. Then they Feed on the young, innocent energy to remain immortal. Whoa. Yeah. So I have a little Inuit tale for you, and it's called The Central Eskimo, and it's from 1888, recorded by Franz Boas. We're going We're going way back. And it was not easy to really find... Because I was hoping for, you know, fun tales and sightings and sure. everything like that. But there's really not. And apparently the Inuits did not really have a whole lot of written records. A lot sure. of it was very oral. So to find anything written down is hard. But there is a book out there on the Calupalic. Cool. So I will plug that into our Instagram. Awesome. So the Central Eskimo, 1888. An old woman lived with her grandson in a small hut. As they had no kinsmen, they were very poor. A few Inuit took pity on them and brought them seals, meat, and blubber for their lamps. Uh, Once upon a time, they were very hungry, and the boy cried. The grandmother told him to be quiet, but as he did not obey, she became angry and called the Calupalic to come and take him away. Oh, shit. Grandma's cold. Um, he entered at once, and the woman put the boy into a large hood, and he disappeared almost immediately. Yep. So she offered him up, and they snatched him away. <laughs> Later on, the Inuit were more successful in sealing, S-E-A-L-I-N-G, um, and they had an abundance of meat. Then the grandmother was sorry that she had so rashly given the boy to the Calupalic. And wished to see him again. She lamented about it to the Inuit. And at, and at length, a man and wife promised to help her. When the ice had consolidated uh, and deep cracks were formed near the shore by the rise and fall of the tide, the boy used to rise and sit along the side of the cracks, playfully whip a seaweed. Kalipalik, however, was afraid that somebody might carry the boy away. So they fastened him to a string of seaweed, which he held in his hands. Oh, okay. So he's like on a leash. Yep. The Inuit who had seen the boy 
went towards, but as soon as he saw them coming, he sang, two men are coming, one with a double jacket, the other with a fox skin jacket. He's got, um, oh, what is it? Uh, when captor, you fall in love with your captor. Oh, Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. Yes. After he sang, the Kalyupalik pulled the rope and the boy disappeared. Yeet. <laughs> yeah, really. He got <laughs> you know. And I just picture this kid like sopping wet. Yes. Creepy gray. <laughs> yeah, sk- just like, 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 do you do you really want him back? Because he probably looks possessed. <laughs> the boy did not want to return to his grandmother who abused him. Oh, well, sure. I fuck mean, you. she gave him up. But these people are nice to me. Yeah. Fuck you, Nina. Yeah. Sometime afterward, the Inuit saw him again sitting near a crack. They took to the utmost caution that he should not hear them when approaching. Two pieces of deer skin under the soles of their boots. Mm-hmm. But when they could almost lay a hold of the boy, he sang, Two men are coming, one with a double jacket, the other with a foxskin jacket. And the Kalipalik pulled on the seaweed and the boy disappeared. The man and his wife, however, did not give up trying. They resolved to wait near the crack and on one occasion... The boy had just come up out of the water as they jumped forward from a piece of ice behind which they had been hiding. And before he could give the alarm, they cut the rope away and he went with them to their huts. The boy lived with him and became a great hunter. Wow, that kid had the best fucking uh, childhood. I mean, I mean, as long as he wasn't abused by the Calipalic. Yes, which I don't know. Like he was welcomed or whatever. But he was on a leash. So maybe they weren't super nice to him. Well, you said that he didn't want to go back, right? That's the way it read to me. Sure. Um. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Yes, he didn't want to go back because of his grandmother. Sure. So my thought is... You have that little leash on, so no matter, like, where you guys are, like, they can knows, get you, uh-huh, which uh-huh. is why he's sick. Yeah, he's like, yep. Yep. So that it was, was an like, alarm for the Calipalic. Yep. Yep. But then it sounds like two nice people took him in. Yeah, it does. It turns around there at the it end. It does. It does. This poor kid, man. I, it, adventurous. Very. I so love it. I'm glad. So that's that little story. So I also watched... It's called Missing in Alaska, Season 1, Episode 8. And the episode is called Vicious Arctic Mermaid. Oh, my God. It's on the History Channel. I found it on YouTube. It's like, I don't know, 42 minutes or something. Like, it's. Hell, yeah. It's. Yeah. I was really happy. I'm going to really watch that. You should. It's really funny. So I was watching it. I'll give you a brief little breakdown. Yes. So they had a few different interviews i guess you would call them in 2004 a man went overboard and his friend saw a scaly hand on the side of the boat before the man went over never to be seen again um no thanks another couple a few years later were on the beach and this is all up in alaska okay uh obviously it's called missing in alaska but i just wanted to make sure um, so another couple were on the beach and the man was in the ocean while the woman was on the shore. Mm-hmm. He said he got grabbed by something <gasps> and pulled under the water. No. 
the woman said when she so she's looking at him because mm-hmm. he's screaming. She sees this like arm and tail. No. Yes. So he got away. He did end up surviving. Oh, uh, good, good. Thank God. In 2007, a couple of guys are on the beach looking for clams. They were called like razor clams. Oh, okay. I don't know what that is. Really sharp clams. I'm assuming. They're witty clams. <laughs> My kind of clams? Yes. So one guy starts screaming and his friend goes running to look for him thinking he got like toothpaste. or Or possibly pulled oh, yeah. by a riptide. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. He never found his friend. <gasps> he found the bucket that his friend was using. Oh and no. near the bucket were webbed footprints in the sand. What? Like humanoid. Yes. Footprints. How creepy to see that, though. Yeah. And then, of course, the wave dramatically comes and washes the. Yeah, his evidence. Yes, Any trace of uh, the existence. Yep, and no trace of the friend. There's an investigative team out there, and you need to see it. One of the investigators kind of reminds me of Dragon from uh, Skinwalker Ranch. Great. You'll appreciate it. Good. A couple things with the team is they get this fish that has bite marks and, like, strange bite marks. They take it to a vet or a scientist or, mm-hmm. you know, somebody mm-hmm. who knows. And the, the guy said that there are even bruises on either side of the bite that, like, looked like it was grabbed yes. and then bitten. It was creepy as fuck. They were out on a boat. It's, like, the middle of the night. All of a sudden, like, something hits the side of the boat. Oof. So they Mm-mm. let a camera Mm-mm. down, Mm-mm. and there's three... Like literal scratch marks down the side of the boat, like massive, just three. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, the the last one I had, uh, they like were using chum and blood and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They throw out a net. They catch something big in the net. They start reeling it in, pulling it in. And obviously, there's nothing in the net. No. There's just what appears to be giant hole. Yeah. Through it. And uh-huh. it looks, of course, like it's cut. Like, yeah. I think I need to see more missing in Alaska. I think that's going to be a new. Yes. Yeah. I think in that. In the routine. Yes. I think I need to s- investigate more on. Yes. What's all missing in Alaska. Uh, and I may have Absolutely. But yeah, so there that's what they're investigating was the Calupalic. Oh my god, I loved it so much. I'm glad. Haley, fabulous. Thank you. I had heard the name before, mm-hmm. but it didn't ring any bells with like what it looked like. What it actually could yeah. put a face to a name. Yeah, it's a creepy know? face too. Ooh, I can't wait. I know to I look have it up. Uh, there's a few pictures and then uh yeah, somebody wrote a book on it. Oh, um, sweet. Yeah. So I'll plug that, too. Awesome. Yay. Once again, I loved it so much. Oh, I'm glad. I knew you'd love you a cryptid. Uh, I've been giving you one in a minute. Love me a cryptid. Absolutely. Well, for my topic this week, I was talking with my dad earlier in 
the week before because that's how you say that and <laughs> recently, recently i've spoken with my father i think yeah. you say that as well jesus christ so i was talking <laughs> with my pops yes and he was telling me a little bit about spacex and the different stuff that elon musk has done with spacex okay the different missions that they've gone on and how they've made their own spacecrafts and okay. stuff like that. So uh, I had a lot of questions. Yeah. <laughs> I decided that I was going to uh, do a space questions roundup. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just kind of covering it all. Yeah. Like all the random questions without giving you too much information, because let's exactly. be honest, we're not. Uh, I'm not a scientist. I'm not yeah. very educated. <laughs> what is what's the what's the specific space scientist? <sighs> like the stars and shit. Like what are they? God damn it! <laughs> so this is why we're giving you uh, questions. Astronomer. Thank you, astronomer. An astronomist. Yes. You are not that. It was right and there. I'm not that either. So. Uh, yeah. So, I have assembled a couple of different question and answers for you guys. I'm excited. Things that I thought were cool and some that uh, I talked to uh, my cousin Harrison uh -huh. about it. And uh, he was like, oh, that's a good one. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> great. <laughs> I know if I can entertain him a little bit, then we're probably good. Yes. As far as my space questions go, I used a uh, very wide range of resources. So <laughs> here we go. NASA.gov, space.com. Wikipedia, yeah. for sure. RMG.co.uk. Okay. I used Boeing.com, NewYorkPost.com, and NPR.org. Okay. There is also, <laughs> on Disney+, Plus, yay, available Mars Inside SpaceX. Hmm. It's directed by Julia Regan. But it gives you pretty much an up-to-date uh, look at what is really going on at SpaceX and the different things that they do and different... Uh, I would dick with that. Yeah, yeah, different objectives. Okay. So, my first question is, what are the requirements to become an astronaut? Oh, okay. Do, do you know any of them? Um... Uh, I know that being able to not vomit while uh, <laughs> yes. the the thing spins you around really fast uh -huh. is probably pretty That's key. very crucial. Yeah. You have to be very intelligent and you have to be very physically fit. Yes. Like there is a lot of stress on your body and a lot of stress on your brain. Yes. Yeah. They are, I'd say, they're very, I mean, you have to. Is a point zero one percent of people that can do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to have many special qualities. I'm gonna tell you about them. All right, bring it. At first, the military was selecting astronauts, and the first astronauts selected were in 1959. 
they were military personnel who had a experience flying jet aircrafts mm-hmm. and backgrounds in engineering. Okay. They also had to be shorter than 5'11 to really? fit into the Mercury spacecraft, the very first spacecraft. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're probably not a whole lot of room to move around. No, 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 no. You don't want to be hunched over. Girl, no. In 1964, NASA was like, oh, we should probably have some smart scientist type on our team. Oh, not just the brawn, also add in the brain. Exactly. Not saying that, you know, those military personnel weren't smart, but. Yeah, I'm sure. You train a lot in, you know, uh, flying jets and uh, different things like that. Absolutely. They understand a lot of it. Yes. So, got to bring some scientists on if we want to keep, you know, uh. With our space domination. Sure. (laughs) They looked for scientists that had doctorates in uh, medicine, engineering, or natural sciences. Okay. uh, Such as physics, chemistry, or biology. Okay. To give you an example of... (laughs) Now I'm giggling. I uh, said a total wrong, so uh, just live with it. To give you an example of how selective this process is... More than 12,000 people applied to be an astronaut between March 2nd and March 31st of 2020. Damn. Yup. And I feel like that's just not something, yeah, like, everybody doesn't apply to that. Yeah, not every Tom, Dick, and Harry. Yeah, exactly. There's just a select group of people. I want to be an astronaut. Like, I would love to be an astronaut, but I know that I don't. Cut the mustard. (laughs) Yes, that is a lovely way of putting it. So if you are selected, uh, you start a nearly two-year-long training program. Astronaut. (laughs) I thought you were going to say something, and then I tried to stop, and it came out astern. (laughs) Astronaut candidates are required to complete military water survival before beginning their flight syllabus. And they also uh, have to get scuba qualified to prepare them for spacewalk training. I guess that makes sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the closest thing that we have here. Yeah. Uh, Oh, as well as they have to pass a swimming test during their first month of training. (laughs) Gotta make sure you can swim, boys. We've already failed. Training looks a little bit like studying the International Space Station Systems, spacewalk skills training, robotic skills training, Russian language training, and aircraft flight readiness. I don't know what that totally entails, but I feel like that's a lot. It's probably a lot. Um, And like all of that's a lot. Question, why Russian? Because that is mainly who else is up in the International Space Station. Oh. Yeah. I see. Okay. I do believe, because I was only looking up U.S. stuff right now, Mm -hmm. I do believe that the most frequent people in the ISS are us, the Russians, and China. Okay. India has a plan to get someone to uh, the moon and to the ISS. Uh, within the next couple of years, though. Okay. Yeah. So they want you to speak Russian. Probably would make you 
more of a qualified candidate if you could speak Chinese as well. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Give you the little, little Oh, yeah, there. even more of a leg up. Yeah. Civilian candidates who successfully complete the training will become permanent federal employees. I don't like the term permanent, but... um. Well, I guess, uh, like, considered permanent federal employees. You're so always going to have a job with us. That or, you know how uh, once you're a president, you always have Secret Service? Yes. Even if you're retired, you will still be identified as I a gotcha. federal employee. Okay. I gotcha. FOP. <laughs> Stuff. <laughs> Thank you. You got it. I'm sorry that it took me that long. <laughs> Successful military candidates will be detailed to NASA for a specific tour of duty. That's not a fucking tour, huh? <laughs> My tour of the stores. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in the gift shop, guys. Just because you're chosen and pass all of these tests, it still doesn't necessarily mean that you'll be chosen for an active mission. Aww. I know, right? But still, I mean, you probably get to do a lot of really cool stuff. Oh, absolutely. To train, but everybody, everybody want to go to the moon. Right. I mean, if I've already made it this far, come on, man. Yeah, put me on the moon. <laughs> okay. Put so, me in, coach. Put me in, coach. So, you know, you go up in the thing, right? You get up uh -huh. there, you're in space. Woo, you're in space. And then you come back. Okay. Okay. A lot has to go on. Your body has to be really, like, flexible, right? Yes. Don't you, you have think? to be able to acclimate. Yes. Yes. A yes. uh, question that I had was, what happens when astronauts return to Earth? Oh, So okay. not, like, the reentry process, but, like... Uh, afterwards. Yes, like a one day, one week, one month into yeah. it. Yes. Is there some sort of quarantine yeah. or something like that? Do you have exactly. space... Do you have space germs? Space germs? <laughs> well... Space can have very negative effects on the human body. Mm -hmm. Some effects of long-term weightlessness include muscle atrophy and deterioration of the skeleton. Damn. A slowing cardiovascular system. And its functions. Oh, good. Decreased production of red blood cells. You need those. You do. <laughs> Balance disorders. <laughs> Got that already. Right. Eyesight disorders, yeah, including possible blindness, damn, and changes in the immune system. But wait, I'll, there's more. Oh my god, <laughs> fluid redistribution. Okay, because you're okay because of the gravity. Understood. Uh -huh. And usually that appears in like the fat, chubby faces the yes. astronauts have when they come back. Yes, yeah. sort of like um, after, like, boxers kind of yes. constantly have bagginess. The weird. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Loss of body mass. Well, that makes sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Nasal congestion. <laughs> I get that. Sleep disturbance. <laughs> okay. And excessive flatulence. Well. Well. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> Uh, during long missions, astronauts are isolated and confined in small spaces. Depression, anxiety, cabin fever, and other psychological problems may occur more often for an average person and could impact the crew's safety and mission success. Yeah, they probably don't want you wigging out up there. 
Uh, yeah, that would not be. Can you imagine good. if you were like generally an anxious person, and then all of a sudden you're put into those extreme kind of situations? Yeah, man, I wouldn't do very well. Um, a new uh, meaning to going postal. Yes. <laughs> orbital. Orbital. I'm going orbital. <laughs> uh, NASA spends millions of dollars on psychological treatment for astronauts and former astronauts. To this date, there is no way to prevent or reduce mental problems caused by extended periods of stay in space. Well, we can't even do that normally. Right. So, so what, how are we going to deal with space anxiety? Space. We don't have the funding for space anxiety. <laughs> we don't have the knowledge. God damn it. <laughs> Most issues are caused by the prolonged state spent in microgravity. So the gravity that is inside the uh, ISS or whatever you're in. Right. That's still not quite Earth. It's not Earth at all. And it's not quite complete weightlessness. Yeah. You're just somewhere in it, between. It is uh, the it closest thing that you'll ever experience to it. Yes. Because you can't live outside of it. I mean, unless you're on a spacewalk. Then you'll feel Yes. It. Then that's. And that, I'm sure or they space have to float. do as well. <laughs> <laughs> Symptoms attributed to microgravity are loss of bone density, okay, decreased muscle strength, mm-hmm. and muscle endurance, postural instability, Got and uh, reductions in aerobic capacity. So you're going to get real tired real quick. Everything. <sighs> like your breathing. You're fucking I already moving. Did. I know, right? <laughs> Way ahead of you. In a weightless environment, astronauts put almost no weight on their back muscles or on their leg muscles because they don't have to stand up. Right. Space may be good for your back. Right. Space would be great for my back. You would feel awesome. I would feel great in space. (laughs) But since they don't stand, these muscles weaken and get smaller. Uh, They got to go to PT. Mm -hmm, For sure. When uh, the human body consists of mostly fluids, gravity tends to force them into the lower half of our body. And our bodies have many systems to help balance that whole situation. Okay. When we're exposed to microgravity, these systems continue to work, but it starts redistributing the fluid. Mm -hmm. Because you... You no longer are forcing the fluid through. Correct. So it, like, floats back up into your tops. Okay. <laughs> uh, tears cannot be shed while crying. I don't have that problem. Uh, yeah, you don't have any. <laughs> Dry. <laughs> but uh, your tears, they stick together in a little ball. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, in microgravity, odor quickly permeates the environment. Oh, mm-hmm. so you don't want to be gassy. You don't want to be that person because mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. going to smell real fast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no <laughs> waving behind your ass. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Little stink lines. It's only going to make it worse. Oh, my God. It's like when they told us the pool water would change color. <laughs> yes. <laughs> On December 31st of 2012, a NASA-supported study reported that spaceflight may harm the brain of astronauts and accelerate the onset of Alzheimer's disease. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. 
afternoon. On November 2nd of 2017, scientists reported, based on MRI studies, that significant changes in the position and the structure of the brain had been found in astronauts who have taken trips into space. Astronauts on the longer space trips were affected by greater brain changes. Oddly enough, some astronauts report a change in their sense of taste when they're in space. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. that's so weird. Right? Uh, some astronauts find their food is bland, and others find that their favorite foods no longer taste good to them. Ah, uh, Yeah. So, like, people who like coffee can't stand it any longer. I would be so sad. Yeah, right? Like, you're coming back home to Earth, and you're like, oh, I can't wait can't to go wait to my favorite that. coffee place. Can't wait for my iced caramel macchiato, man. Right? How much do you want to bet that Starbucks is going to be the first coffee in space? Like, oh, they kind of have to be, right? They absolutely have to be. You're called Starbucks. There is going to be a Starbucks and a McDonald's there. Oh, like my God. Day two. Yes. And a loves gas station. Yes. (laughs) Oh, God. Some astronauts experience no change with their sense of taste or sense of smell. That's crazy. I wonder why certain people and why not others. And people want to live in space. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of science. Oh, yeah. It's like those commercials for those medicines. This medicine may give you the side effects. Living in space may cause. Yes. Space polio. <laughs> Everything. Spa- just put space in front of it. Yes. <laughs> space chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to happen. Yes. And day number three, the first brothel will open up. Oh, God, yes. It Legalize has to. All righty. Uh, multiple tests have not identified the cause. And there are several theories behind it, including... Food degradation. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. It can't be. D E G R A D A T I O N. Degradation. Yeah, that's what I said, right? You said degradation. Oh. There's degra- degradation. Degradation. Are those two different words? They must be. We'll put it on the list and look it up. Uh, Okay, so. Including food degradation and psychological changes such as boredom. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess if you've been up in space, is it really that enthralling coming back? Right? That's what I think a lot. How could you come? You've yeah. seen space. You've been in space. Yeah. What is everything? There? Yeah. So what is there here? Yeah. Yeah. I, I could see boredom. Okay. For sure. When they get back to Earth, they have to uh, readjust and may have problems standing up. They may. <laughs> have, oh yes, there are plenty of videos of astronauts not being able to stand oh. super well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then there are also. There are tons of videos of astronauts. They get used to, in the ISS, when they're drinking coffee or whatever, they let go of it. 
Because you can't put anything down in space. You just let go of it and it hovers right near you. Oh my God. So they're just dropping everything. They are literally <laughs> putting their coffee in the air and letting go of it. Oh my God. Kaylee will watch a couple of videos. We yes. will put a couple of links to these phenomenal videos. Oh my God. That's, I mean, yes. poor thing, but that's hysterical. The astronaut is just slightly, it takes him about three beats and then he's like, <laughs> and he does it with a pen. He does it multiple <laughs> times. <laughs> oh God, it's so good. You're just like done. And then you have so to have done like a it. sippy cup for your coffee because you keep dropping. For it. real, for real. So, uh, like, oh God, crazy hands, karate hands again. Uh, they have trouble focusing their gaze, mm. walking and turning. Turning is very hard. <laughs> because they're mostly, like, floating around the corner. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, like, they would have to throw their momentum. Mm -hmm. So, like, <laughs> jerk around. Um, maybe I don't try to fucking replay it no, over here. No, please idiot. don't. I don't need to take you back to the doctor. How cheered her back. Well, she well, was uh, trying to be an astronaut. <laughs> it's a long story. Importantly, these motor disturbances only get worse the longer the exposure to weightlessness. Sure. So upon returning to Earth uh, from long durations of flight, astronauts are not allowed to drive a car for 21 days. <laughs> because it can be so yeah. severe. Because you can't just let go of a steering wheel. I, it, exactly. I read that... One of uh, the astronauts that had been uh, up for, I believe it was six months, he said that the moment he landed back on Earth, he could feel the weight of his tongue uh. and his eyeballs. Uh. Yes. So astronauts have to adjust. It takes a couple of weeks to adjust once they get into space how to talk sure. because their tongue... Just floats float. in their mouth. Oh. Yes. And it also takes time to readjust when you get back because now it's your heavy. tongue's heavy. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yes. Okay. I, just crazy stuff like that. Do, 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 do. Okay. So now you know that we're going to live on Mars, right? Supposedly. I'm all for staying here, man. No, I feel you. But, like, I don't want to go people. live on Mars. Yes. I think it's cool. Absolutely. I don't want to go do live on your Mars. Thing. I am too indecisive. <laughs> I And I hate car rides. Yes, you do not do well in car rides no. in general. And I don't do well in car rides where I'm not driving. So, unless they're going to let me drive it. Yeah. Plus, like... Mm, I'm just, I'm going to be one of those people, like, leave me here. Y'all go do your thing. <laughs> Bye. I'll wave to you. Yes. It'll be quieter. Oh I'll come gosh. visit you, maybe. If that's if that's a thing, yeah. sure. Tourism. Like, I, yeah, I, maybe. Potentially. I would do tourism. I, I would. drive by. Of yeah, Mars. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like a month-long vacation or something. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to stay here. Right. It's going to be so much quieter with all those people around. Dude, for yeah, real, awesome. though. Uh, it's thought that unless we colonize another planet, mm -hmm. 
we will go extinct because we're oh, going to use up all of our resources. Yeah, I think we'll see that definitely in our lifetimes. Like it's it's not beyond our lifetime at, in any it way, is shape, not. or form. Ooh, you ooh. Yes. Tell me. There were plans to have people on uh, Mars mm-hmm. by 1981. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, they wanted to have uh, an established settlement by the late 80s. Y'all are a little late. Didn't really happen. A little behind schedule right? here. But let me tell you what's in the works. Okay. All right. I'm going to give you a little uh, quick lesson about Mars. Mars is the fourth planet from the sun. Mm-hmm. And it is the second smallest planet in the solar system. It's only larger than Mercury. This dynamic planet has seasons, polar ice caps, canyons, and extinct volcanoes. Oh, good. It also has two moons. Awesome. An average day on Mars takes a little over 24 hours. Okay. It's technically 24 hours, 39 minutes, and 35 seconds. Okay. Longer of a day. <laughs> Not a whole lot to get used to in that idea then. No. 40 minutes. Yeah. Merp. Mars makes a complete orbit around the sun. A year in Martian time is 687 Earth days. Oh, shit. Yes. That's a bit. Yeah, that that's is. That's a bit. <laughs> uh, average surface temperature is negative 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Nope. But near the equator, it can be as high as 70 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, now we're talking. It can reach a low of negative 240 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, hell no. (laughs) Hell no. I didn't think that you would uh, be okay with that. Nope, not okay with that at all. Not cool, not cool. So I'm going to kick the microphones. I'm mad. <laughs> Fuck that cold. <laughs> Fuck their atmosphere. <laughs> After the Earth, Mars is the most habitable planet in our solar system due to several reasons. Its soil contains water, so we can extract it. Okay. My source said it's not too hot or too cold. <laughs> Negative 200 degrees. It's I know, too right? fucking cold. There's enough sunlight. To use solar panels. Okay. And gravity on Mars is 38% that of our Earth's. So you would weigh a little less. Not as much gravity. Yes. Okay. Uh, So I wouldn't need to get, you know, my tits lifted. They're just Correct. They'd probably float. They'd be a little perkier, probably. I'm I'm digging that. I'd be all right with that. This is my Mars body. And your back would just feel wonderful. Because you wouldn't have as much pressure on it. Fucking bad. Yeah, you're about an inch taller after you come back from space because your spine elongates and your uh, tendons and whatnot. I your would joints. enjoy being about 5'8". I'd be okay with that. I would be 5'5". Five five. Aw. <laughs> Aw. Maybe. I haven't had my height check since... S- oh, you may have even since I got ratcheted. God damn it. <laughs> no, maybe they got tall. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to say taller. Uh, do 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 and my last little factoid about that is Mars has an atmosphere that offers protection from cosmic and the sun's 
radiation. Oh, okay. Much like ours. Much like ours. Mm-hmm. It's thinner than ours. Okay. But right. it is there. Well, I don't know. We're thinning out ours pretty well. <laughs> yeah, we sure are. So. We sure are. Okay. The next question I had, it's kind of a two-parter. Okay. Uh, the main question is, how is SpaceX different from NASA? And then, what exactly is the Boeing Crew Space Transporter 100 Starliner? Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> Do you, are any of these terms uh, w- familiar? I mean, I think I understand the difference between NASA and SpaceX. And I'm Ruby. assuming the, what's cruise liner? Uh-huh. The Starliner. Starliner. Sorry. Which is, I, I just picture a giant cruise ship in Me the too. Sky. That's exactly what I picture. Okay. Good. Um, I mean, I'm just assuming that's some sort of travel. Like, yeah. It's a cruise, like. To cruise Star to cruise. the planets. Yeah. yeah. SpaceX is a for-profit company owned by highly revered private space entrepreneur Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Whereas NASA is a taxpayer-funded entity free to pursue scientific discoveries that are not directly linked to financial gain. Gotcha. But, on the other hand... NASA is SpaceX's biggest customer. (laughs) (laughs) Weird. Space launch services have long been the only source of revenue for SpaceX. Okay. The Boeing Crew Space Transportation, or CST, 100 Starliner. This was designed to accommodate seven passengers. Only seven? Yes. Uh, Or you could um, do a mix of crew and cargo. Oh, well, I guess Up you do to have to people. have a lot of cargo. Yeah, girl. You got to take a lot of shit with you. Yeah, but they already know how to make resources out of the resources that are on Mars. Oh, I see. They already know how they're going to use some of those things to help build. Build out While Mars. they're there, yeah. Sure, absolutely. And to but refuel. Oh, yeah. yeah. But you also need a lot of tools, I would assume. For sure. You need a tools. a lot of the... Ocha. Yeah, I'm sure. And technology, of course. Faux show. Yeah. Okay. Gotta get but your still, star man, phone up there. I was thinking literal cruise ship going to mm-hmm. Mars. And it's only got seven I people on it. I think that's in <laughs> the very the future. future. But yes. that is... That's totally gonna I happen. Mean, Fifth yeah, element. That's what would, I think of. <laughs> yes. Exactly. That is what I'm picturing as well. Um, because they're going to need to transport a lot of people yes. to be able to colonize. It's not like you can just you can't just add a maneva and put two people out there and have them Well not it out. two people, but you can definitely put breeding colonies if you wanted to do it that way. I mean, I Instead don't think they're of going to relocations. They're not going to classify it as a breeding colony. Yes. It will be like we're just we're sending people that can afford it up to space. Yeah. And here's hoping you fuck like bunnies, because what else do you have to do? <laughs> space bunnies. Oh, my God. Space babies. People are going to have babies in space. Yes. They will be Martian babies. Oh, that's so weird. Although I wonder if it's easier, less maybe less strain on your body carrying a baby. I don't know. We won't I mean, know there's until zero gravity. It. Yeah, yeah, it would be way less fucking strain being pregnant in space. Yeah, but I don't know what that would do to the development of the yes. child. 
Ooh. because like what about their like so you know how they're doing um their development no they're doing this like royal baby birth and they're doing an entire what? little series on i don't know like abc or something okay. they're they're following the birth of the oh. royal baby that's being born on american soil blah fucking blah megan markle's child thank you okay yes um the birth of that child they're yeah, yeah, following because yeah. it's some big deal oh it's can you imagine the first birth that's yeah. gonna be the amount of coverage yeah you're the first martian baby yeah that will be had on that baby that'll be crazy that'll be nuts we'll get to that'll see be crazy. that'd be cool <gasps> okay we'll probably be able we will probably see it yeah we will absolutely <laughs> see it fully believe that oh my god crazy the Starliner has an innovate. Innovatus? Starliner has an innovate. <laughs> <laughs> Innovative. There you go. The Starliner has an innovated wheelless structure and is reusable up to 10 times with a six month turnaround time. Oh, wow. That's faster than I thought. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, when can we visit the moon? <laughs> that's my next question okay as of 2020 space adventures is the only company to have coordinated tourism flights to earth's orbit i'm sorry you said space adventures space adventures yes Y'all couldn't come up with a better name you come up with space adventures i don't know space adventures it has to be a better name uh, there's definitely a better name it has to be we'll find it yeah for sure Planet Uber. <laughs> space Uber. Done. Space Uber. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, Space Adventures is a Virginia-based company that has worked with Russia to use its Soyuz spacecraft to fly ultra-wealthy individuals to the ISS. These missions were priced at $2 million. Nope. The... I was going to say, it's got to be more than that. These missions were priced at twenty million each. There you go. I was like, nah, two million. They right? ain't nothing, man. Twenty. That yes, that sounds a lot more likely. The space industry. What? Okay, but what happens if you don't pass the tests? Like, don't you have to go through all of the tests that? Oh yes, like, there are definitely okay. there are things that you must complete. Training that you must complete. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So. That makes but more sense. Like, you can't just necessarily buy your way exactly in and sit on your ass the entire time. Like you, there are things you need to qualifiers. Be yes, okay, for sure. Good. So show the space industry could soon be headed for a tourism revolution. SpaceX and Boeing should be making good on their plans to take tourists into orbit. Okay, so we will have. Three types of space adventurers. Yes. <laughs> but one just brand name, space adventures. The serious, the ones the ones for science, the ones for money, and the ones for tourism. Uh, yes. I mean, basically, that's what the yeah. three comes down to. And Virgin Mobile also is doing something, and fucking Bezos has Prime or whatever the fuck it's called. He, Blue One, Blue Prime. There's another spacey one out there oh i see okay mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um do, 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 do. oh my god we're gonna end up being able to call people on the moon and yeah. the, on the mars yeah yeah that's crazy yeah 
Uh, I had another question. With all of this, you know, colonizing talk and whatnot, Mm -hmm. who owns the moon? I guess that's a very good question. Right? Is it the U.S.? Is it Russia? Is it China? Well, according to the Outer Space Treaty of 1967, Damn! The exploration and use of space shall be carried out in the interests of all countries. Outer space is a province of all mankind. Okay, so so humans in a sense to us own yes. the moon. Okay. Yes. No one no set country. Owns it. So if we leave, it's not when we're out in space, it's not like, oh, I'm Russian or, you know, oh, I'm like Irish. no one owns the moon. Gotcha. Uh-huh. So you literally you cannot own. But you live. You literally leave here and be like, "Oh, I'm from Earth, not like I'm yes. from a certain country of Earth." Yes, you okay. would be from Earth, I basically. Gotcha. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And then any structures and whatnot, like I, you can't own acreage of the moon. And things like that. I see. So that is where it's different from colonizing. Because when people colonized, they did own pieces of land. Yeah. uh, I would say it's probably a new definition of colonizing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mankind colonizing. Instead of. And then there will be, obviously, there will be problems from there. Obviously. (laughs) We haven't even started talking about aliens. We haven't. (laughs) We haven't just yet. The Outer Space Treaty means that, therefore, no matter whose national flags are on the lunar surface, Mm -hmm. you cannot own the moon. Okay. As of 2019, 109 nations are bound to the treaty, and another 23 have signed the agreement but have yet to be officially recognized. Okay. So I'll glad y'all can agree on something. Right. <laughs> All righty. My uh, last question is, what does NASA think of UFOs? Okay. Right? I because the government find out. But, right. You know, they keep saying that. The government's coming out with stuff. All that. So the newly installed NASA administrator, Bill Nelson, has said uh, their probe into unidentified aerial phenomenon or UAPs is just beginning. His team intends to set up their own research effort into footage of high-speed flying objects spotted by Navy aviators over the years. Quote, we don't know if it's extraterrestrial. We don't know if it's an enemy. We don't know if it's an optical phenomenon. (laughs) Okay. We don't think it's an optical illusion because of the characteristics that those Navy jet pilots described. Okay. So the bottom line is, we want to know. Okay. All right. So NASA will be investigating more closely UFOs. Good. Good. I mean, <laughs> y'all should have been, been doing that before. They've been doing that anyways. They're just now finally telling people that they're doing it. That's yes, all it comes down to. Yes, ma'am. Pam. That is all 
these space facts I have for you today. Well, wonderful job. Thank you very much. Thanks. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I feel like I did hours worth of work and I'm still like, man, I didn't write that down. Man, I didn't write that down. <laughs> Maybe there will be a part two. Part two. <laughs> space part two. Wonderful job again. Oh, I thank love, you. Love me some space. Oh, thank you. And I think we came up with some great ideas on, you know, how we make space profitable. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, our little business ventures. For sure. <laughs> oh, and we have to have a dispensary up there, too. Oh, God. Yeah. Yes. Space Nugs. Yes. I think that is a brand. Nugs in space. That'll be what it's called. <laughs> Are you ready to get that shit? What shit am I getting? So we, I actually sent this over to you. Um, yes. In one of our little pod fangirl groups. It is this little vintage kind of poster. <coughs> and there is a black cat with a joint in its mouth. Yes. That says smoke catnip hail Lucifer. I um, love it. I love it very much. Um, it's only six forty nine. He's having some sales right now, actually. Yes. The the store on Etsy is called Barker Studio Store. He has a bunch of different. I say he. Um, I'm I'm sorry. They, because I do not know. They have a bunch of different posters that are just just glorious. It's like a little stoner's paradise over here. It is. Um, stay trippy, little hippie. Uh, let's see. Just one that says chill the fuck out. I appreciate <laughs> that very much. They have a few for you for little hairstylist ones. Yes, I saw a couple little hairstylist um, ones. A bunch of like cat ones that are just phenomenal, which we always appreciate. And honestly, like his pri- the prices on here are like six forty nine. I mean, they're not bad. Yeah, they come in different all. sizes. Yes, and you can get the but like the smallest. Let's yeah. see. Yeah, we can get. I mean, you can get one of these. It's $149, but it's 32 inches by 48 inches. That's Ooh, a good shit, that's size. A, that's a flag. Yeah. <laughs> that is a great size little poster. So check Hail them Lucifer. out. We will tag them. Hail, Hail Lucifer. That, um, I think that can be our exit. Hail Lucifer. Hail Lucifer. Oh, my God. That's that. hilarious. <laughs> yes. Well, Kaylee, while you are checking out all the different types of prints and tapestries yes, of the Barker, Barker Studio Store, of Barker Studio Store, make sure that you have us in your earballs. Absolutely. Little, little bit of motivation for you. Yeah, because I think uh, we go along with that kind of artwork yeah we definitely can help to inspire you while you are making online purchases yes 100 percent. that's what we're here for elevated online purchases yes we're the perfect soundtrack to your impulsive 3 a.m amazon shopping i love it (laughs) you can listen to us on podbean spotify apple podcast google podcast breaker radio public and now on iHeartRadio and Amazon Music. Woo woo. 
since our list keeps getting longer and longer, you can find all of these in our Instagram bio at GPS underscore podcast. While you're there on all of our new platforms, make sure you do the like, follow, subscribe. That way we can continue to grow. While you're there, click on in the Insta, there's a link tree. Make sure you click on that. We have a bunch of new things for you to see, including Cassie's magic shiny new website which is just <laughs> glorious yeah and tell me how much you like it thanks yes please let her know um <laughs> there are links on there to where you can email us you can also use our direct email gts with kaylee and cassie at gmail.com we love small business ideas or anything that you don't want to do homework on and want us to do the legwork for you yeah send us your topics absolutely Alrighty, I think that wraps us up, babe. Awesome, awesome. Well, love and light. Love and light and hail Lucifer. Hail Lucifer. Bye. Bye.